Welcome to World Is Cool. This week, I chat with Wanda Backus. Wanda is a Pierce County resident and the owner of Jay's Place. Wanda grew up on a farm and worked alongside her brothers and parents on both the farm and in the ice cream shop they owned in Dodge, Nebraska. Fast forward a few years and a few careers and Wanda now owns Jay's Place, a hamburger and ice cream shop located in Pierce, Nebraska. This episode of Rural is Cool is sponsored by Pierce County Economic Development. You can learn more at PCEDNE.com. Well, hello, Wanda. How are you doing tonight? I am wonderful. Hi, how are you? I am doing good, good. Thank you. So I wanted to have you on and chat about your business, Jay's Place in Pierce, and uh, just kind of learn the story of it. So why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and your background? Um, and take us up to when you you bought Jay's Place. I'll try and be as brief as I possibly can. I do have a tendency to like to talk also. But I grew <laughs> up in a very small community. I grew up in Dodge. Um, it's only about 500 population is what it was. I grew up on a dairy farm. So when we, if I've listened to your stories before, you talk about be, behind, uh, between all the corn and everything that we're living in right now. And it's fabulous. But that's what I also did grow up with. We had cows and pigs and cattle and dogs and calves and all this. Did all of that when I was growing up. So some of my um, today aspects of what I've learned, everyone's like, oh, it's because you grew up on a dairy farm. Probably. But yet that I don't think it was. (laughs) I am the only girl and five brothers when we grew up on the farm. So I have no, no, um, no sisters. And I learned how to work really hard because it was either that or I got beat up, so to say. <laughs> right, so, right. <laughs> you were die. So um, the thing was, is when my, when my parents were, or when I was in high school, my grandfather ended up honestly killing himself. And it was an unfortunate circumstance, but my dad, instead of for men in a, society that is not, you know, men have to be tough. They didn't go to counseling. So I think his fix was to buy an ice cream place. So he bought the ice cream place in Dodge and they owned it for 10 years. And I helped with managing it. My problem was I didn't want to work for family. I wanted to do it my way in a way. So I wasn't about to have an ice cream place or whatever and went and got a teaching degree. So I taught for a couple of years, came back to my hometown and taught there. Um, Unfortunately, the principal and I did not see eye to eye. So unfortunately, um, she kind of chased me out of that career. In the meantime, I, for about eight years almost, got an insurance license and I was an insurance uh, claims lady. And that's what eventually brought me to Pierce. So it was uh, an opportunity to um, do something totally different. And I wanted to grow with it. I was a single mom um, when I was right out of high school. And for 13 years, I was a single mom. And when I met or came up to Pierce, I met my husband that way. Unfortunately, when my daughter was 15, she also got pregnant then. So I was 19. She was 15. And so it made it a little bit rough. And my boss at that time was um, not necessarily comfortable with me always taking off to take my daughter to all these OB appointments. And I'm like, she's 15. She can't even legally drive. So we had words and thoughts and I didn't become an agent after that. 
Um, in the meantime, then, uh, after I lost that job, I did work at the courthouse for a, uh, eight years. One of the things that I noticed, though, when I moved to Pierce was this incredibly wonderful ice cream place. I could back up a hair. It had wonderful ice cream. I've been here now for 18 years, and for 17 and a half years, I have wanted to buy that place. I wanted it as soon as I moved into to Pierce, but I knew it wasn't the time, and he wasn't ready to give it up. So I happened to take the phone call the night the owner, previous owner, went and put it up for sale. The realtor called that next morning. I was the one who took it, and I got off the phone and said, it's mine. And I did everything I could to get it, and I did. Again, the the business was, it's um, the building kitchen part is actually 100 years old. They don't know if it was tw- or 1919 or 1920, but it's over 100 years old. It started out as a gas station and tire repair. It's right on the Meridian Highway. So the history of this location is, is mind-blowing. I love, love the location aspect that way. In 1960, there was a gentleman who bought it, and he turned it into the food establishment as it is kind of today. 1964, he added on, it was just a walk-up ice cream place. Dairy Sweet is what he called it. And in 1964, he added on a 20 by 15 foot eating area and made it so it was one big building. And so the, uh, that addition had been done, hadn't had any changes to it until I bought it in 2015. And then I added on to it. When I bought it, it, unfortunately, the previous owner had some things happening in his life. He just didn't take care of it as well as he could. And there was a lot of um, issues that we just needed to remodel. The skeleton was fabulous, but we did new floors, new walls, new ceiling, new roof, a lot of different things added on 15 by 30 and cleaned it up. And it was, it's just been fabulous. My biggest complaint I have is I didn't build big enough. So I'm actually in the process of getting addition to it. The fun thing with my little restaurant is it seems like everything has come down from, from God himself. Uh, My mom died 11 years ago now. And like I said, I was the only girl. So my mother and I were extremely close. So I think my mom had a lot to do with it, either her or God. I, I love either all, both of them. I love them, but it was like puzzle pieces coming down. So one of my, my biggest things this is why the place I have so many people say, Oh, you must be Jay, whatever. And I'm like, I'm Wanda. <laughs> My mother's name was Judy. And her favorite color was blue. I didn't want to say, let's go to Judy's or whatever. So I was like, mm, let's go to Jay's Jay's place. So it's for Judy. It happens to be the Pierce mascot is the blue Jay's. Oh, very serendipitous. <laughs> yes. I just like, it is meant to be. So I know mom is with me at all times and we're going to, you know, making this work. So I don't know. I never took business classes. I think that's one thing that I kind of wish I would have done. Um, But I, I knew whatever I was doing, I needed to do it the best I could with my parents' experience, 
with their ice cream place years before, I knew how to figure food. I knew how to, I knew how to flip a burger. I knew how to make a cone. The ability that we have in our family to be able to small talk or big talk or just talk constantly has definitely helped because it's a welcoming. It's a welcoming thing to be able to go into a place and feel like I've had so many people say it just feels like a home. It's very comfort. It's like I'm going to someone's kitchen and, and having a great conversation. My husband tells me that I've never met a stranger. So isn't that wonderful? My first year, I had so many of my customers would hug me. And one of my, because we had a great conversation. And one of my employees is like, so who is that person? I said, well, I know they're from this town. And I said this, I don't remember their name. And he goes, you don't remember them? You just got done hugging them. And I said, I know, and they're wonderful people. Yeah, yeah. So you purchased this in 2015. Correct. And it was not the same business it is today, um, aesthetically. Yeah. It was an ice cream shop, ice cream and burger shop. Correct. Have you like expanded the menu? Have you done any like big work like that? Or has it just been all cosmetic, like brick and mortar stuff that you've done? No, it, it's definitely both that I did. When I talked to the previous owner, he says, why do you want to buy it? I don't even make a hundred dollars a day. I was like, Oh, hon, one, that's not a good selling point. Two, you can't, you can't even afford to turn the key at $100 a day. And he was looking at his food menu and he goes, I suppose you're going to add to that. And I said, no, I'm actually going to add to the ice cream menu part of it. But I did add a nice amount for both. He had quite a few items on his food menu, but he didn't always have it in the building. <laughs> He had a list, but if half of it was available, that was it. I have made sure to keep majority of my stuff available. If I don't, it's because we've had a run on something that overwhelmed me. So I did build on to a big, um, a bigger menu. So when you decided to buy the ice cream shop and you know it makes $100 a day on a good day, um, how do you go to the bank and say, I would like to buy this business that isn't really profitable. Will you give me money? I know it. Um, I look at my, I look at my business plan now and I took all my figures from when my parents had the ice cream place and not thinking or concepting that was 30 years ago that they had it. So I'm looking at these numbers thinking, okay, I'm going to make this much a day. I'm going to be open these days. Um, th and I looked into the utilities and um, oh, all these other different bills and how many employees, I'm only going to have maybe five employees. You know, what is the wage is going to be? Da, 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 da. And I was hoping to make, and I thought this was ridiculous. I was hoping to make 90,000 a year. I was like, I could do it. And the banker's like, yep, looks good. But I also had the business plan of how to market it already in there. How can I do some of these differences? He knew I was going to clean the place up, but he was intrigued to see what my visions were on how to bring business in. And so that was a lot. But after my first year, I actually went over double what my business plan was. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. 
So something worked. So, so aside from the bank financing, did you do anything through the economic development corporate? Did you guys have an economic development corporation then? Not really. No, Susan wasn't up in the area. I didn't. The, the Pierce County, unfortunately, but the Pierce, the city of Pierce economic administrator that could or should be helping didn't advise anything. So, um, and that, that happens a lot, um, whether they know what they can do with the, with those monies. And if they have the time, a lot of the time that I, I found in, in chatting with economic developers is that they're just so strapped. They're so overburdened. Yes. They don't necessarily have the time to go out and find somebody to help that if somebody doesn't approach them, yeah. um, then, then, the other aspect is, and and like I've paint, I've painted the picture, not even a hundred dollars a day, in an unfortunately not well kept up building. That, which is surprising to me when I look at it and say that that the banker did say it, but for the city administrator <laughs> to come and say, here, let me give you some money or advice, and hope that maybe this business was going to work. It, it was it was like pulling a needle out of a haystack, you know, kind of thing. What is the possibility of it actually working? And everybody more so than I know, even now too, when you have your own business, it's a lot of work. It is a ton of work. And to know that that person is going to actually step up to the plate and give it all of it, all of their sweat equity and whatnot, you, you just hope but after time, after time, sometimes when you keep getting burned, and if that would be the case of what some administrators yeah. and do, you know, here, I'm going to give you the world and they take only half of it or a fourth. Yeah. Um, so you bring up the, the hard work of being an entrepreneur. Um, would you go back to working for somebody else? For the paycheck, yeah. <laughs> I would love the paycheck. <laughs> but no, I don't know if I'd want to. I... I know I'm selfish. I know I like things my way, but that's the thing that makes my my business unique. You aren't going to find an ice cream place like mine in quite a few miles. I have so many. I have so many questions. Uh, what one of the? I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but one of the most unique things about your ice cream shop is the Pierce Pounder. What is the Pierce Pounder? The Pierce Pounder is anywhere from two to three pounds. So it's not just one pound. It's two to three pounds of ice cream and toppings. So we take a bowl. That's a fairly decent sized bowl. And I put either six ounces of chocolate chip cookies or brownies. You get to choose. There's three towers of ice cream. That's where the pound comes into play. You can either have chocolate, vanilla, twist, however you want to mix it up. Then you have to pick at least three no more than five of my 90 now toppings I have. Holy cow. Yeah. And then I top it with a quite generous amount of Kuip sprinkles and, of course, a cherry on top. If you can eat it in any time, it doesn't matter how long or short it is to, to eat it, but then you go five minutes after your last bite without throwing up, you get your picture on the paper or on the wall, I mean. Sorry, <laughs> up on the wall. And I have had over a half a dozen lose it in that five minute span. Oh. I've had more than that lose it 
prior to the last bite. Oh my I've goodness. Had a lot of people throwing up. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of mop buckets. <laughs> it's a lot of bags. I give out a I give out a lot of throwing up bags. What I should do is maybe get a that would be a good marketing. Here's my throat bag from the Pierce Pounder. I don't know, something fun <laughs> like that. But it's amazing the statistics. Only 40%, 40 to 45% can do it. Uh, and it's not, you know, it's under half, but it's the concepts of those who can and can't and the stories that come behind them. It's amazing. What is the oldest person who's been able to do it? 68. What's the youngest? Nine. Wow. What, what is maybe your favorite story about the Pierce Pounder? First and foremost, it's my baby. I, my whole business is my baby. But when I talk about it, it's like a whole family of all these little stories. Oh, this relative did this, this, but it's all these people who were able to do it. And yet I have some that haven't, that I still talk about them. For <laughs> instance, the, the longest is three and a half hours. Ooh, that's a long time. Yes. The thing is that I love about that story is one of my earlier ones had done all syrups. So nothing with chunks. He wanted to just eat it fast. And afterwards he goes, it was so much like liquid sugar. It was so hard to eat. So my three and a half hour guy did all the opposite. He did all nuts, pecans, cashews, whole nuts, filled him up so fast. He had a hard time with it. Now, if his wife who was sitting next to him would not have done it in 40 minutes, he would have walked away. He wasn't about to leave unless he had his picture with her next to him up on the wall. They were such a wonderful competitive family or couple, and they brought such a smile. So he's my longest one. Now, my shortest is two and a half minutes. And his was three pounds, 0.9 ounce. So it's amazing. And he had never walked in the building before. And the very first gentleman who ever did it, he and I, this junior is his name. Junior and I made this whole Sunday up just kind of through talking and having fun. And it's, oh my gosh, can you eat this much ice cream? And everyone was texting him going, no, 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 don't do it. It's too many calories. <laughs> which it is a lot. I don't want to, I half of them. I don't want to count, but he had this friend come in and he did it. And he goes, I don't care what you put on it. Put whatever this one had on it. Well, one other kid had done it in three minutes and um, almost three and a half, I guess. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like, let's video him. So we have the video of him eating this in two and a half minutes recorded. And it's amazing. It is just amazing. So this was in October of 16. Well, for the last how many years now, he has been asking, has anybody done it? Has anybody done it to be competitive? Well, in <laughs> March of this year, I had a gentleman from West Point come. Um, and my two and a half minute guy is from Pierce originally. So this gentleman from West Point comes and he goes, I think I can do it. I'm like, okay. He goes, do you want to video me? I said, can you do it under two and a half minutes? Oh, no, I think I could do it in about seven, maybe seven minutes. Okay, well, I'm not going to video you. So he's eating it and talking. And he's like, okay, I'm done. Two minutes and 46 seconds. Only Holy a cow. 16 second difference and talk the whole time. So I am actually in the process of trying to get them two together. And they want to do a head to head and see who can go faster. 
I feel like somebody's going to get sick there. You know, the problem is going to be, it's going to take me longer to make them than it's going to be for them to eat them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of time invested in this. Yes, yes. And it's just been fun. I have one guy who has eaten it eight times. So every time they eat it, um, it in the building, not on my uh, website or anything, but I put little stars on their pictures. So if you see, there's some that have, there's a lot of people who've come in and done it a second time. He has eaten it eight times and the first year he ate it a bunch and then he took almost a whole year off and then he came back in and in between number six and seven, he comes in, he goes, I'm so sorry. I haven't been in for a while. And I says, well, why? I can't make you come in. I'm just happy to see you again. Why does it matter? You know, kind of thing. And he goes, well, I had a heart attack and I, you know, I thought I better wait a little while before I had another one. He's eaten it three times, six in between six, seven, and he's eaten it eight. And I'm like, don't eat it. And he goes, Oh, I love it. It's so good. I'm like, okay. After I did it the second time I've done it twice. And the second time I did it for time, I had to have a women's time. There was one that was almost five minutes longer than mine or shorter. And so I did it well within two weeks after I got done doing it. And I kind of felt the, so to say, went to the doctor for a follow-up and they're like, Hey, your diabetes is numbers are getting high. And I said, I don't have diabetes. Yes, you do. So that's how I found out I have diabetes. Oh, no. So I still eat ice cream. I do not eat it in poundage. <laughs> right, right. So um, I have 18 states represented through this already. So 18 different states, people who've lived in those and then, you know, family bring them in or they're traveling or whatever. Um, I'm thrilled with that. And I have two countries. So um, it's it's interesting. It's It's been a fun a fun, challenging, but doable activity. This episode of Rural is Cool is sponsored by Pierce County Economic Development. Pierce County Economic Development is striving to make the communities within their borders stronger for future generations. Whether you're a current business owner, an entrepreneur, a Nebraska native returning home, or considering a move, Pierce County Economic Development invites you to get to know Pierce County and Northeast Nebraska. Learn more at www.pcedne.com. So you had mentioned that your business has dramatically grown um, to the point where you're ready to expand the, the building again. Yes. What are some of the things that uh, led up to your business booming? What What things did you do to make your business better because the last year has been a pretty tough year for the restaurant industry. Um, and you're still going strong. Right before the pandemic, I had spoke with Susan from Pierce County economic development. Correct. Thank you. And she says, Oh, you got to build bigger. You've, you've got, there's money out there. You can, they can help you go bigger. You can make this kind of money. Da da da. And I'm like, she said numbers and I was like, there's no way I can do that. Oh, no, no, no. You're, there's potential there. And, and then I was like, okay. So I got thinking about it and I'm like, well, maybe I could, you know, do some of this stuff. I did. I, when I got into it, I was like a sponge when it came to marketing and how to grow it and what can make it better. And what, what can I draw with people in? That was a class that was offered 
through PCD. Yes. One of the biggest things that I took away from that more than anything is they said, if you don't have a website, you don't exist. And I was like, thought about it. And I'm like, well, why not? But then my oldest brother, for instance, hates Facebook. He wants nothing to do with Facebook. And I understand that. And that was my little kind of slap in the face that I really need to look beyond. And I needed to explore all the different medias as much as I could. And with all the kids I do, most of my employees are high school kids. So I, I just, like I said, I'm a sponge. I like suck all the knowledge out of them and how, what's, what's the happening thing and how do I do this and all that. So that has been a huge part. Um, I would have to also say my uniqueness of what I offer. I, and I've started with over, I started with over 40 toppings and have gotten more over time. My welcomeness, there's so many people who say, it, you know, you, we walk in and you just make us feel comfortable. Nowadays, it's sad, but there is not very many places where you can go in and feel that comforted mom-pop shop. And people are missing that. And I feel they're seeing that and feeling it when they come in. Yep. And they know I genuinely care. I, and I do. I love to hear the stories. I love to hear or give ice cream to the kids. Um, they're smi- I used to say that the, the smiles from the kids when you give them ice cream is amazing. I've learned that I love the adults. The adults, when they light up like a kid, oh my God, and that just brings huge smiles to me. And it's so awesome. I also have very unique kids Sundays. I color ice cream. I make, I have a unicorn one and I make my own eyelashes and horns and everything. And it's just the kids light up and I have so many parents. Oh, let's take a picture of it. Better better take that picture quick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Especially during the summer. Um, But that's, that's what I try and do is to do something unique. Um, And I'm not saying that that's what I sit in my mind. Uh, the teacher, the previous teacher in me has got that crafts and that fun and what would kids like? Um, I also, like I said earlier, I was a single mom, then got married and had um, a heck of a time. We gave our, we gave our life to God, whatever happens, happens. Well, after my daughter, older daughter had her third child, we got pregnant. So I have a 31 year old and an eight-year-old. So it brought that kid concept all back. Not that I ever lost it, but it really brought it back in. And uh, I have six different size cones. I have a baby, toddler, small, medium, large, and twin cones. That's the thing is I want to, I want it to make that customer feel the most comfortable. Uh, If you don't want a ton of ice cream, don't get the pounder. If you want a baby ice cream cone, I'll give you a baby ice cream cone. You know, I want them to have that experience. It sounds like one of the the biggest keys to your success, aside from the marketing, aside from getting online, aside from all of that is the customer experience. And there's so many places where you don't get a customer experience anymore. No, no. And it is, it's sad. 
because we're all we're all afraid well, to a point we're a so happy kind of society and we're in a fear factor right now especially with covid and everything and so we're all scared we are all so hesitant on on visiting with people and smiling and letting them know that you know I'm happy to see you and I'm glad you're upright, you know? Right. And that's what that genuine feeling of, Hey, she did listen to my name. She did do this. And I don't, I don't say that because that's not what goes through my mind. It is my genuine way I visit with everybody, but I feel so many, I have so many friends that I would never, ever have known prior to buying this place that I have, I have cherished because I was nice to them. And I think society needs that and really wants that again. I, I think that's where places like yours, um, especially in a small town, um, where you know sometimes kids in a small town can get jaded pretty quickly because it's a small town, right? Yeah. There's nothing to do. I hate this, blah, 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 you know. Um, but then there's a place like yours that creates a community spot, um, a loving spot that uh, maybe that's how we change the kids. Um, I say the kids, I, 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 I like to think I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think maybe that's how we, we change the kids, right? Is, is we make places, we make a community, we give them a sense of roots. Um, we spent so long telling our kids that they needed to graduate high school, go to college and get a career um, in the business world, uh, which we don't have here necessarily. We have business owners, but our business owners are the finance person, is the chief operating officer, is the janitor, is the all-in-one. And I think we do a really poor job of, of letting kids know that they don't have to go so far away and never come back. They can go away for a little bit, get the education, get the experience and come back and do the exact same thing and be just as happy, if not more. Yes, I have. uh, I didn't think I would be so much a counselor as I really am being the fact that. But the high school kids have come to me so often and I've told them all. I said, everybody needs to have an adult they can talk to, um, especially with teens that they don't have to feel bad about asking those stupid questions and, or feel bad or uh, embarrassed and whatnot. So I've talked to so many of the kids, they all have been, not all, I apologize. So many of them come to me saying the teachers or parents or whatever I expect go bigger, 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 bigger. Well, you know what? Sometimes that bigger and best isn't for everybody and isn't, we got those jobs are being done. In the rural areas here too, your basics, your electricians, your plumbers, your your tech jobs are amazingly needed. And I don't think they see that as much, but I think they need to know where else they could ex- uh, excel in their life. And I try and advise the kids to open up their minds. You know, it's something my husband and I were actually just recently talking about. We pay more here to get a tree trimmed than we paid in the city. Really? We pay more for an electrician here than we did in the city. 
our roof on our tiny little house here costs twice what it costs us to put a roof on in the city because there's no competition. Oh yeah. They get to make they get to make their price. You want me to do it? You're gonna and I don't and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that is a very good thing for those businesses. I agree. <laughs> but very good for very good for those businesses. It, it's much like your ice cream. You could charge, you know, whatever, because you are the ice cream shop in the county. You know, you of course have to keep in, in mind people's willingness to to pay you know, or or how frequently they can do it or or you know that kind of thing when, when you price things at, at a restaurant. But I don't know that that kids. People do a very poor job of, of explaining that as well, right? Is you can make a ton of money doing these things because there's demand for it. I, I sometimes feel bad. I do not. One of my big things when I opened was I didn't want to buy and provide the bottom, the cheapest food I could get and bring it up. I didn't want the highest. There's steakhouses. There's much bigger places. I said, I want on the upper half, I want to have some decent stuff. I want to provide the community with good, but not gouge them in their pocket books. And that's what I try. Now, some of them come in and go, God, is that the price of the sandwich and the side? And I'm like, no. And then they get my food and it's, it's, I provide, I give a, you don't walk away. My dad's chewed me out so many times. You got to make your portion smaller. Your size is smaller. So they want ice cream. I said, I want them happy and go, dang, that was good food. Let's come back again and try some more stuff. And they'll come back and again and again. That's another thing that people don't, they don't see that. Um, they're not getting that comfort of knowing if, if that they're getting their to, money's worth. kind of guesstimate this way. Do you make more money off the, the plate of food or off? the repeat customer just kind of stacking up. If I were to drive through, do you make the same amount of money with your big portions and, and great service? Do you make as much money off of me just driving through as you do off of that person who just comes back over and over and over? They might not spend as much money, but they come over and over and over. That's a good question. That's a really good question because I'm sitting here going at first, I'm like, no, the repeats. But... I mean, as for that dollar aspect, no, I'm probably very similar from you to the repeaters kind of thing. The repeaters will get an extra little ounce of ice cream or so from the boss. <laughs> extra little spoiling here and there. Not that I wouldn't for everybody else, but I do those who are around. The other aspect with that that goes through my mind is if you driving through have come and said, dang, that was a really neat place. When I go home, I'm going to tell Billy Bob and Sally Sue, there's this really awesome place in Pierce, Nebraska. And that's where I've gotten a lot of people to come back from. That I have my cousin from Omaha has a classmate of hers and she's been out of school for She's my age, a couple of years. And her daughter, this classmate's daughter, her favorite ever restaurant is mine. She's put it on Facebook. And, and my cousin's like, you're talking about Pierce, over two hour drive from Omaha. 
and Jay's is her favorite place. And they said, absolutely. So they're going back, they're driving through once and now I'm set, you know, that they've gone and told so many others and I have a lot of people coming. So when I come down to that bottom dollar, I think when you're saying that aspect, no, I probably, you know, I, I guess I make, make the same. I see more regulars, but I enjoy the new people, if that makes sense. Very much so, very much so. Um, so if you had to pick your absolute favorite part about being a business owner in Pierce County, Nebraska, what is the, the best thing about, about being a business owner in Pierce County? Pierce County is, it's a gem. I, I just love the family feel. It has that, everybody knows everybody, but yet. They don't really overly care about everybody because of so close to uh, Norfolk. It has that bigger feel about it. But there are so many welcoming people in the whole county that makes it wonderful for being in Pierce. With a business owning owner, I like knowing those neighbors. I like knowing the people that are coming in. And most of them, they're most farmer they're farmers. That's a, it's a huge uh, profession here. I grew up on the farm. I know what it's like to have to go and feed the farmers. I know what it's like to go out on bitter freezing cold days and have to take water out of the um, calf waters and all that horrible stuff, memories that, that are wonderful. But um, I, I can relate to them. They can relate to me. I love the concept of being able to be like one big family in a nutshell. Um, It is a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work. I put 70 to 80 hours in a week. Like I said, I have an eight-year-old at home. Um, I've had so many. If I had a dime for every, well, I'd love to have a dollar. I could maybe do it. But if I had a dollar for everybody who said, franchise in my town, come over and have one here. We wish we had a mom-pop shop like this. I could probably build one, but my daughter and my grandson said, if you did that, when would we ever see you? I'm like, okay, that makes <laughs> right. sense. I, I, I do. I spent a lot of time there. One of the things that I've been told is the hardest about when you own a business is, um, especially when like yours that you have built is the letting go of pieces of it and letting go of some of those hours and and just the trust that somebody else is going to take care of your baby. (laughs) I, I have said from day one, my parents always had two to four employees, adults that always helped. And I thought I'll get somebody, I'll have somebody to help. It'll work. I'll just work it until then. And I kept saying, God will provide, God will provide. After five years, I'm kind of like, God, the mental, the gray hair is going more, the mental. I finally have a couple that I've been training that are amazing, but it is so hard to say, here, you take this and do it. It has been a challenge in, um, it's needed. Again, uh, it takes more than just one person to be able to run a full business. Yeah. It does. And it's hard when you've brought it up from the, like I said, it's my baby. When I brought it up from little on, 
I want to be able to say, okay, now walk away, you know, kind of thing as if I can walk away from it and your little child walking away, you know, that's kind of how I feel to a point. It is hard, but I need it. What piece of advice would you give somebody who maybe hasn't quite pulled that trigger on, on opening their business or buying an existing business or what, what, what is the thing that you maybe wish somebody would have told you? Um, the thing, a lot goes through my head. At first it was, if you're going to open this, just know that employment is horrible. Getting employees is terrible. It is. <laughs> I wish I would have, I wish I would have listened a little more. Nebraska has, um, almost always is the lowest unemployment rate in the country for the state of Nebraska. So yeah, finding quality employees can, can be difficult, but they're there. Oh, there are. Oh, I've, I have come across so many of them. As much as they all drive me crazy, majority of them are high school kids. So I rotate through and I'm constantly teaching them the thing with the business owning. And if you have, if you have that drive, that desire, that dream, and that's why even what addition I'm doing is not what my ending addition in my mind is. I've told the kids, if you stop dreaming, you stop growing. There's no, no nothing to do. If you have a dream so strong in your head and you have that desire to see it through, do it. It'll work. You have to work it, but it is worth every second the joy I get to handing out some of my stuff, the comments of how wonderful their experiences have been, no matter what the business is, if it's something that is so important to you, don't hesitate. God will provide. I love that. I love that. I, I want to make sure that I thank you for uh, scooping out some of your time for me. That's about the way it is. <laughs> it was a small scoop. But I don't get very many big scoops for time. <laughs> No, I, I appreciate you taking the time to kind of talk about your growing the business. I, I love that you went from being a dairy farmer to owning an ice cream shop. Uh, there's so much more that, that people can learn. They, they can find, where can they find you online? I am on, uh, it's piercejsplace.com. I have the history of the building on there. I have uh, all my Pierce Pounder pictures. I have my menu a um, little bit more about me. I have a lot of info. That's the place where I suggest people to go. But again, piercejsplace.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I will be sure to be by soon for a Pierce Pounder. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to listen today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Whirl is Cool. There are many more great conversations to come. Hitting the subscribe or follow button will help make sure you don't miss any. If there's someone you think I should talk to, send me an email at ruraliscoolpod at gmail.com. I truly enjoy meeting rural people and helping tell their stories. This episode was produced by Brian Ferris. The artwork is by Casey Schott. Do me a favor and be sure to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This helps more people like you find us. Until next time, remember, rural is cool.